we've been having a guest speaker, Steve Fair. We're just so honored to have him here. Um, amen. Yeah. And, you know, I started off my relationship with Steve. He was a, he was a colleague, and he was a, a person that we quickly identified as a skilled clinician. Because a lot of times, problems aren't just spiritual or have just spiritual roots, but sometimes there's a mental or emotional aspect to them. And we've had a partnership with Renewal Counseling Center, which has been amazing. And it's really fast-tracked a lot of you to your healing. And so we're just so thankful for that partnership that we've had. So started off with a relationship as colleagues. And then through some life events, Steve became my counselor. And yep, Pastor Ron needed counseling too. And um, so as I went to Steve, he just quickly identified so many things that I was dealing with, that I was wrestling with. And it made me value counseling even more. And I credit him with making me a much better counselor because of the mentoring that I had through Steve. Amen? And then lastly, I just consider him a good friend now. Um, I just really appreciate our relationship and how it's evolved. And uh, I just admire this man and just uh, have the utmost respect. So, Steve, come on up. So let's pray real quick. Lord, I, I just thank you for my brother. I thank you for this man whose heart is for your people. Lord, that he desires to see healing through the body of Christ. And Lord, we just pray that your unction, that your Holy Spirit would just flow through him now. Lord, that he would have that right word in the right season for each and every heart here today. And that we would just see your healing power flow through his words now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. So great to be here. How's everyone doing this morning? Good? Wow, was that great worship. I absolutely enjoyed it. Love the communion. I spoke at the first service, and I'm always amazed how God puts these things together. God did this. We took communion today, and I'm talking on receiving. Is there a better way to start a service than than about receiving than taking communion? It just doesn't happen. I am so thankful, except my computer doesn't want to cooperate with me. Anyone want to lay hands on a computer? Oh, there it is. <laughs> We're giving answers before we even ask, right? How many of you are enjoying our intensive, we've called it? I've been here, and I told you, you might get sick of my face a little bit. I was here Sunday, Wednesday, today, and who's going to come back Wednesday again? We, I had a great time on Wednesday with you guys. You were awesome. Jesus is awesome, isn't he? He's so good. We asked, and, and Pastor Tim, Pastor Ron, and I got together, and we really started to look at what God's doing. We called this an intensive. So again, this is a whole book's worth, 16 weeks' worth of a college course is kind of how we put it, all packed into two weeks. So please get the textbook, okay? I'm planting just a few seeds here. Even today, what I talk about, I won't have time to expand on. I'm praying that you read, that you keep journaling. There's prayers in this book that will help you walk through. It's called the journey into the divided heart. Who wants to join this journey with me? 
This is a journey, folks. I've had so many emails this week. I, please communicate with me. Um, you've talked to me. You've called. You've talked to me in between services. Some of you don't like me very much. Just, I mean, you like me, but you don't like what I'm doing, what I'm preaching, and that's okay. I so appreciate Someone came up to me and said, Steve, I really hated you this week. I've never been more angry. I go, praise God. <laughs> that's awesome. Because remember, I had my son's little blockades here, his Legos, and we built a wall. And what I did last week is kick on them. And I challenged you to let them down. Because I told you these walls that you have, they're your prison. They're not your protection. You know, Isaiah 61 talks about Jesus came to set the captives free. And I talked to you about that. I said, you know, there's a, there's a devil out there, but he's not as big and bad as we like to make. He's toothless, right? <laughs> he's nothing compared to our Jesus. I think a lot of the captivity we're in is these walls that we've erected. Now, sure, the animal will help you. He'll empower those things. He'll give you every thought and every motive and every idea how to build your defense mechanisms. But the captivity we're getting is not only from, from the enemy. It's from our own walls. And so that's the intensive. Is anyone... Um, journaling, because I'm, I'm hoping in between these services, even Wednesday, Wednesday was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, I laid hands on Pastor Ron and I for a lot. God ministered to traumas here on Wednesday. And so the process goes, take the walls down. We named some of them. We, we, we painted the picture. We said, there's only one person that can be your protector. It's either Jesus or it's you. If you have a divided heart and you think you can do both, the Bible says you're unstable in everything you do. A double-minded man, right? Unstable. What comes out of that? Everything I minister to all week, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, relationship problems, all of this because why? We're divided inside. So these walls have got to come down, amen? And some of you are, and you're dealing with your trauma. Behind a well-defended heart is a hurting heart. It's a traumatized heart. We talked about the kinds of trauma. There's type B, which is those bad things that happen to us. And a lot of you have those, but I really kind of focus more on those type A traumas, which are the absence of, A, the absence of the things that you've needed in your life. Those are places behind these walls that Jesus sees, he longs to minister to. That's what Isaiah 61 is all about. He came to bind up the brokenhearted. That's good news for us today, but this journey we're on means you're going to feel that. Some of you feel kind of raw after last Sunday and Wednesday. You're, you're kind of out of sync a little bit. That's good. That's good. Easy for me to say, huh? Some of you chuckle like, who is this guy? <laughs> Some of you are more angry. That's okay. That's good. I'm not saying to make your decisions out of that. I'm saying to embrace a process, a journey of healing the divided heart. Walls come down, I feel. 
There's trauma there. I do what I did Wednesday. I say, Jesus, shine your light on my heart. Come into any dark places. And we just let him minister to us. And then where we're at today, and then please come back Wednesday because I'm going to minister some, but I want to hear from all of you. We're going to have testimony night. We're going to share that the Lord's good so we can learn about this journey by hearing pieces of the puzzle that are in you. But our part today is to learn to receive. That's what it's all about, is receiving. I want to read you Ephesians three fourteen through 16, because what we're going to receive is love. And it's a permanence of love. There's not an issue that you're going through that doesn't have a lack of love at the core. And love isn't an emotion, amen? It's so much more. Love is a person. His name is Jesus. And we already were given everything by him 2,000 years ago, but we still have to receive that, him, love, into where? These deep places behind our walls. So this is what we're going to do today, Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. Can you all say power? Strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. We're going to talk about what that is today, and I'm going to give you a little brain lesson. We're going to do Neurology 101. Is that okay if I do a little neurology today? Your inner being is kind of your gut. Pastor Tim calls it your second brain. There's a whole lot of your nervous system deep inside, past all these walls, your inner being. Why? so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. That's our end. Our means to an end, first part of the book, get rid of these defense mechanisms. But that's not the story That's just psychology. That's just the means. The end is, God, teach me how to receive your love and how high and how wide and how deep and how long it is in these deep places inside of me so that no matter what the world throws at me, I've got you. That doesn't mean there's not going to be no pain. That means I'm rooted and I'm established in what? In love. Love is my foundation. But to get to this power to grasp his love, I just want to remind us of Matt 10, 8. Matthew 10, 8, he's sending the disciples out and he's saying, hey guys, go with my power. We're back to power again. To do what? Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those. Cast out demons. All of these things that, by the way, These things are happening in that tent out front. That tent. I was telling the first service, I had a guy come in my office just this week. I didn't even know he went here. He goes, hey, Steve. He goes, I'm having a better week. I go, really? How come? What's going on? He goes, well, I was driving past this this church, and, and they had a tent, and it said, need prayer? And he goes, I needed prayer. So he came in, 
guess what happened to him? Thus, Matthew 10. Actually, he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes, Steve, I don't know. They prayed with me. I received the Holy Spirit, and these words started to come out of my mouth. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it was awesome. Because of that 10 and what this amazing church is doing, what Jesus is doing through this church. But as he's sending them out to do what you guys are longing to do, he says this, freely you have received, freely give. He reminds them, you've got nothing out there to give until you receive. You know, the biggest scheme of the enemy is to get you to not receive. That's all he's got, friends. He ain't got nothing else on us. It was already all given to us, right? But here's the scheme of it. I talked about this last week. Spiritual abortion. If the enemy can abort what's already in you, what's growing, what's coming to fruition early on because he's so threatened and so scared of who you are in Christ, if he can early on send abuse and trauma, and sexual stuff, and physical, and a lot of attachment kind of not getting the love that you need, what's going to happen is you're going to throw those walls up to protect you because you don't feel safe, and you're not only going to, you think, you're blocking out harm, you're blocking out God. And he stands at the door, and what does he do? He's knocking Please let me in. I want to come in. I want to eat with you. I want communion with you. And, but no, that door in our heart is closed because that side of our divided heart has been traumatized. And what's the scheme of the enemy? To get you to not receive for the rest of your life. And you know what, guys? It's working on us. That's why this is a word in due season. I wrote this seven years ago. I didn't know what it was, and God said, it's time right now. Do it right now. Right now, my people need to learn. I'm ready to give and to pour out my spirit, but they don't know. I'm knocking at a door that they don't even know. They've locked it with a hundred defense mechanisms in front of us. Open the door. You're going to receive You'll feel more passion. Some of you, have you felt any more passion this week? If you've been working, some of you, you're working on your divided heart. This isn't just waves of pain and trauma. I mean, that's going to happen. But you're going to feel more alive when you receive. And it's freely. We went over all these. I won't go over all of them again, but remember, these are the walls that you've erected. Your anger, your avoidance. There's some Jonas in this crowd. You remember, I mean, that's what Jonah did, right? He got on the boat. God said, go this way. He goes, oh, no, you don't. I know what's going to happen over there. You're going to bless the people I'm bitter at, and I don't want to bless the people that I'm bitter at, so I'm going to go this way. And you know what? There's storms in your life. I've been talking. I ministered to you down here. It was awesome. A lot of you, you're going through storms. You know why? Because you're avoiding because you're Jonah, and because God's great mercy, he's saying, I'll let there be a storm so I can wake you up, and I'm going to give you, by my grace, another chance 
to go where I'm calling you to go. And we have ministries, friends. We have places to go in our heart. We have relationships. God wants us to relate with each other. So there's a whole bunch of these defense mechanisms. Keep reading them. Write out examples of how do these work in my life. There's freedom in this. God is our protector. We talked about this. Love the Lord your God with how much of your heart? All of your heart. How much of your mind? All. Okay, so what does that mean? That means it is possible to only love him with part of your heart, part of your mind, part of your soul, part of your strength. That doesn't mean get religious and try harder and read your Bible 16 hours a day, although if God leads you, do it. What that means is ask him, where's the parts of my heart that aren't sold out to you yet, God? There's a division in there. Sure, part of me loves you. You're my protector. I'm going after you. Show me any place inside of me that resists because I guarantee you, you've got places inside that are resisting him. These are the interventions in the second part of uh, my book. I just want you to read them all. Starting with salvation, though, we need to keep talking about salvation Salvation isn't for that first person just that came off the street. We need to be continually born again, 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 and again, and again. Amen? Because here's what salvation is, and this is where we start people on their healing process, but we continue with. Healing process is about making Jesus Christ your Lord. You ever look up what that word means? When you say, Lord Jesus, you're saying, supreme master of my life, Jesus. That's my protection. That's our protection. I can say, give up defenses, but unless I give them something better. But the better is this. The better is, he is your supreme master. That means, God, do I take another step? Jesus, do I turn left? Do I turn right? And he'll say, stop. And you know what? I was talking to someone in between service. He goes, hey, I'm hearing Jesus better, Steve. This is helping me. I'm opening my heart. That still small voice is getting clear. I go, brother, that's the key. That's what we're going for. Thank God. He goes, yeah, but I'm hearing things I don't want to hear. You know what? He was really humble and honest. It was awesome. But isn't that a lot of times why we defend is we don't want to hear the things he's telling, but he's our supreme Master, he's our Lord. That's what salvation is, and that's what your protection is. All of this, I wish. I almost started preaching this first service. I, I could, each one of these is a sermon. I almost got into setting up boundaries and knocking down walls because there is a big difference between a boundary and a wall. And a lot of you, we talked about denial last. A lot of us, the denial says, well, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm setting good boundaries. No, you're not. You're building walls. You know, that's kind of a psychobabble word, isn't it? Boundary. Well, and it is important. It's so important. A lot of inner healing places, as soon as you get some inner healing, they'll put you in a boundary school, a class. That's good. But here's the difference real quick. A boundary is meant to protect a relationship. It's meant to say, no, because no, that's going to hurt our relationship. I'm going to resent you later. I need to communicate about this. 
That's a boundary. A wall isn't to protect a relationship, or a, a boundary isn't to, to protect your, a, a wall is to protect yourself. A boundary is to protect a relationship. Your walls are way different motives. You want to protect you. We need to learn about all these things. They're so important. But today, I want to get past even this inner healing thing. We did a lot of that Wednesday. Gaining attachments. Attachments are the root of relationships. Attachments are where we receive from. Our early attachments, and this is a a bit of psychology, but if I don't preach this a bit, you won't know how to receive in the right places in your heart. That an attachment is based on, firstly, when we're first born into this world. You know, a baby and its mother. There's a permanence of love that God, he, he ordered for us. He gave to us. But a lot of us didn't get that as a kid. Some did, some didn't. The, this permanence of love thing is what we really need. And it's where it's, we've really been hit. So I'm just going to teach on what an attachment is for a bit. That this mother-child bond is the same place where God wants us to come to him. It says, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they become like what? A little child. What does a little child do? He receives from his mother. His whole life is built on learning to receive. And in this kind of relationship, which I believe God has mandated for us in the body of Christ, we're going to do what psychology mapped out. The Holy Spirit will teach us and is teaching us to do. So check this out. This is what an attachment is. This isn't my definition. This is psychology's. It seeks closeness in times of trouble. It seeks closeness in times of trouble. So this checklist, I'm going to throw it right back to you. Do you seek closeness in times of trouble. Do you? And do you have a divided heart at all? As you look inside, part of me seeks closeness. Is there any divided, hurting part maybe inside that just doesn't seek closeness, but it avoids closeness in times of trouble? Because you know what? I was burnt over here and once bitten, twice shy. No thank you. But God says, I want you to attach to your brothers and sisters and to me. How? Seeking closeness in times of trouble. Hey, Pastor Ron, I'm really hurting today. I need some help. That takes some letting down of your walls. There's a safe haven in attachment that is just as a baby can who relax. So can we, when we're in the arms of a loving, protector, Savior, that he is our our home base, our Savior, our safe haven. And from that sea, we can explore and take risks. Are you all risk takers out there? (laughs) Some, some are kind of looking inside, oh, kind of. See, a risk taker has a secure home base. They know, just like a toddler, you guys have had kids, what does a toddler do? They first learn to crawl, 
and they make about two baby crawl steps, and what do they do? They look back. Is mom still there? And you know what? With a healthy, attached relationship, mom's over here going, it's okay. You can do it. You know, that's called synchronizing. I'm in touch with my kids' heart and emotions, and I know they need something, and I give it to them, and I go, it's okay. And they go, all right, I'll take two more crawls. And then what do they do again? Is he still here? That's what we do with him. That's how we take our risks. If that's not you, you might be the kind. You're over here behind your walls in your comfort zone. Your whole goal in life is to avoid pain. Your whole goal is to be comfortable, to be safe, but it's your way. And you know what? You're not taking risks. If that's you, you need to come up here and do some business with Jesus today. Because the Bible says we are forceful people, right? We're called to take the kingdom by force. We need to take some risks. Diving into this guy, this is a risk. It's a risk to say, God, where's my trauma? I want to go there. I'll walk through it. Taking risks is huge. And I've got some bad news for you here at D. You guys okay with a little bad news? No, (laughs) I got to know. I got some yeses, though, so I'm I'm listening to the yeses. Separation brings anxiety and anger. Inherently, when you come up here today and you say, God, I want to receive your permanence of love on an attachment level deep down in the deepest parts of me, when you say that, you're saying also yes to pain. You're saying yes to a whole lot of love and a whole lot of resources as you let the guard down with each other and build community here. But I want to let you know, you're also saying yes to pain. My pastor got a uh, definition once. It was excellent. It was a vulnerability. And it said this, said, vulnerability is the greatest amount of pain with the least amount of separation. Isn't that good? Vulnerability. That's all this attachment stuff is. The greatest amount of pain with the smallest amount, with the smallest division. That means with Ron and I, if there was even a a thought in me that maybe we're not on the same page, maybe there's some division, what am I going to do? I'm going to feel pain. Oh, and you know what? That's not the devil attacking That's because I'm attached to my friend. And I love him at this level that's way deeper than acquaintances. It's at a a level where I choose to make myself vulnerable without guard for my own emotional pain. And if there's any hurt, then I'm going to allow myself to feel that. That's an attachment. Any of you want to sign up? Even if there's some pain, this is counting the cost. But really, down deep in here, I'm going to show you where you even feel this. When you don't have this kind of attachment, you feel it right there. This is this place in your brain called the thalamus. From the minute you were born and before, your thalamus was storing whether you're loved, whether you're safe, and whether you're secure. You learned that, and that was 
imprinted onto you like cement. It was stamped onto your brain. And when we feel that, we feel it way down in our gut, and there's just an ache. It's the kind of ache that keeps you up at night. It's the kind of ache that when you're triggered, you feel rejected or betrayed or hurt that you can't even put words to sometimes. It's way down deep inside. And Jesus is saying to you today, I want to give to you in that place in your heart. No psychology, no med, no anything can get that. It's like deep calling unto deep. Deep inside of you, I want to imprint, stamp, Love on your thalamus, your place inside, deep inside, where you were built to need love. Amen? I gave an altar call for people's thalamus this morning. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) But it was kind of, I was praying last night, and he said, I want you to describe these places inside of them, and I want you to give them a chance to respond. So, worship team, would you come up? And I'm going to give an altar call. I'm going to describe three more of these places. And if you want to receive in this area, this is your chance. It's an altar call to your thalamus. It's an altar call to that place in your mind, in your brain, that God set up to receive attachment, depth of permanence, of love, just like a baby with with their mother, he can touch that place tonight. It's the day, this morning. He wants to touch that place. This place, doesn't it look like a little pea brain side of your brain? It's, it's so small, and I'll tell you why. This is one of the most primitive places in your mind. It's only designed to tell you to either run Fight or flight. Stay or go. It doesn't have emotions in it. Because if it did, if you're on the battlefield, you're going to be feeling too much. You can't decide that quick to either run or take out your gun and fight. This is where so many of you live. This isn't just your defense mechanisms. This is a place in your mind that needs to be brought under the lordship of the true Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to talk to your amygdala and say, I'll be your protector now. You can rest. Rest. It's, if this is you, your radar is up all the time. You know, it'll tell you, put your walls up, put your... But it's, it's always on guard. You don't sleep very well. You've got some physical things going on that maybe you can see, like, I'm always wrestling, my jaw's tight. My legs are restless at night. Why? Because that's your amygdala. That's a place inside where God says, come receive this morning. I want to touch that place. I want to calm that place. I want to be Lord over that place in your life. And he'll go to this, this last slide. He, he has so much for us. This is a place, cingulate cortex. It's a place in your mind early on. Some of you didn't get this. I used to do therapy on people for years. They'd get delivered. I mean, demons would lift off them. They'd, they'd feel free. They'd heal from their traumas. They didn't need any more meds. 
physically healing. I mean, many of these, and yet they didn't feel joy. You could tell there was still something missing. And I'm like, God, it took me years to go, what's happening? They're kind of free, but they're kind of not. And he goes, this place, now I know what, I can point to our brain. And this is the place where you learn to register joy. Some of you need a touch in that place inside of you that you've lost that joy. You've lost that contentment inside that's just everything's okay, even in the middle of the storm. This is a place inside of you that synchronizes with others. This is the place when you look at someone, you can tell, oh, they really like me. They love me. Ah, and you can take that in, and then you give it, and you take, and there's this, I'm one with people. Everything is okay. I'm not alone. And there's joy there. Jesus wants to touch that place inside of you. If that's you, would you come up just for a moment? Just come up here and say, Jesus, would you touch my thalamus? There's some uh, places inside I can't even put words to. They just kind of ache. They're just kind of empty. Just receive this morning, just for a, a moment. I receive from you. I choose to receive some of your amygdala. Come on up. You've got protectors, whole parts of your brain. Just receive there. You're anxious, but it's on a heart-mind level that's deeper than just a trigger. Say, Jesus, I receive from you. And some of you, you really, this is your morning for joy. Receive joy. God, build that place in their brains. Build muscle in there. It just receives everything is okay. And I'm going to synchronize. I'm going to be on the same page with my brothers, my sisters. Let's sing and just receive from him. That's the tool this morning. Just say, Jesus, I choose to receive from you this morning. He'll meet you right where you're at.